What is going on, my people, mi gente, my village people? Oh, Jesus, everyone in between. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. So we're going to jump right into it, starting off with number 16. This one is for the dog lovers and the ones that are looking to get a dog. Let me tell you, before you get dog, ask yourself, am I ready for a child? <laughs> when I tell you I love my Milo, I love my Milo boy, but dogs are babies. They require care. Now, the only difference is I can keep Milo in his crate for a little bit. I cannot put a child in a crate. They will come on, arrest me. And like I told you all before, I look good in orange. I don't look good in an orange jumpsuit. However, Whenever you get a dog, you have to consider different things. You have to find a sitter. Either you pay for one or you have a family member that's willing to watch them. These vet bills are actually from the pit of hell. <laughs> hey, I pay more for my dog than myself. Hi. One time, I said, God, is it, did I buy dog or did I buy elephants that they are judging me, all these things? But you have to pay it, you know, because we love our babies. I love my dog. Now, I used to make fun of those white people because they're like, oh, my dog, my dog is this. But when you get a dog, man, it's like the love that they they give you, uh, you can't put a price on it. Oh, I love my boy. However, if I could go back, knowing what I know now, if I could get the same dog, I would wait. Don't just go and pick up a dog and say, oh, this one's cute. So bingo, bingo. You're so cute. <laughs> bingo will show you shaggy. I am telling you, Milo is a high energy dog. And so in the beginning, it was so overwhelming. I was like, bro, what do I do with this dog? This dog is like on an energizer, but he just has a lot of energy. He still has a lot of energy. He's only two. And I was reading, they said sometimes these dogs will not calm down until they are five or something. That's just his breed. That's his nature. So if you're somebody who likes to sit on the couch and you don't like to move too much, then maybe get yourself a dog that kind of goes in line with that. But if you like to work out, you like to be active, unless you're going to be training that dog every day, intense training, you got to leave that dog alone, leave him to go to someone else that can train them, I beg. Because what happens is a lot of people just get dogs, oh, it's cute, it's cute. And then the dog starts behaving like a dog would, you know, it's nature and people get overwhelmed and they give the dogs away. So please, as a dog lover, if you're not ready for a kid, just wait. Or if you're ready for a dog, do your research. Number 17, people make time for what is priority. So if someone keeps flaking on you, they keep making excuses, maybe to hang with you, you're inviting them out, and it just seems like you're pulling teeth. I hate to say it, but they probably, you know, you're just not priority. Not that they hate you, but it's just like they feel like they have other better things to do. And you know what? That's okay. It might sting a little bit, but... Find the people that value you and you have to know that these relationships, whether friendships or romantic relationships, it's a two way street. Number 18, take pride in how you step out of the house. Let me tell you, in a perfect world, when you step out, you can step out looking anyhow and people will see your personality and they'll see your hearts and they'll say, oh, this person's so wonderful. Oh, I want to be their friend. I want to be their boyfriend, girlfriend. That would be nice. However, we don't live in that kind of world. Unfortunately, People don't see your personality when they see you. So if you live looking like a, a mosquito bites, you're leaving the house, you know, big, big T-shirts, your your hair somehow, you, you know, you're not putting cream on your leg. 
you are wearing pants with tie uh, tie all these holes and everything sadly folks might judge you i hate to say it you know and we shouldn't but we do that's just being real so take pride in how you step out of the house i used to step out of the house looking crazy not like crazy crazy but crazy enough to where when i look back i'm like girl what were you doing I really feel like it was in 20, like 2019, I started listening to more content about just, you know, embracing my femininity and taking pride in that. And I really feel like that changed the way I just saw things or the way I see things. And so now, you know, when I'm stepping out, I have like a 10 minute, like little, you know, simple care routine, whether it's just my eyebrows and uh, my SPF. And sometimes I know that SPF be having you looking kind of ashy. So I may have to dust a little bit of powder on there, but I don't do too much. I still want to look like myself, you know? And another thing that I did was I threw away all my big, big t-shirts. Any like big t-shirt I have is usually for when I shampoo my hair, but I go to like different sites and just buy little cute, inexpensive things that I can just kind of put on, whether it's a romper or some kind of dress or something simple, like a top and bottom that makes sense. And I can just quickly put it on. So it doesn't seem like I'm doing the most, but when I step out, when I go to the post office, when I go to, you know, the grocery store, I look presentable and I look put together. When I tell you this has really made a difference in my life. It really has. I step out with more confidence and yeah, it just, it feels good. When you look good, you feel good. You just, you just do. Number 19 is learn how to advocate for yourself. This is a topic that I'll probably go into depth about later on. But let me tell you, as someone who used to be passive and, you know, I really didn't speak up because growing up in an African household, you weren't really taught to express yourself because any form of expression was seen as disrespect. So I was pretty timid. I would say I was a pretty timid child growing up. And so it really wasn't until college that I, you know, had this roommate and she taught me, you need to speak up. You need to advocate. I can't read your mind. Say what you need and, you know, say these things because girl, just, just speak up, just communicate. And even now I find that there is a tug of war when it comes to like being assertive, because in my mind, I've always seen assertive as aggressive. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be that person. And, you know, sad to say, sometimes you're like, ah. No, let me not even say nothing because I don't want to be known as, you know, that angry black girl. And it's like, who cares? It is definitely important to learn how to advocate for yourself and speak up. Now, this one is going to choke the hearts of some people, but show your parents grace and try not to be too hard on them, especially if they really tried. And so we live in this age of social media where people are like, oh, my parents you know, mental health and they have their ways. We're not excusing their ways. Now, keep in mind that I'm not talking about abusive, just crazy toxic parents. I'm talking about the parents that, you know, they did the best with what they had. And sometimes we we compare our parents to the parents of today or just the information that we have today. And it's kind of not fair. I think it was Ayala that said this, you know, people can only love you um, like from or within their capacity. And so a lot of our parents probably think that they did great compared to what their parents did for them. So some of them, maybe they provided financially 
and they really maybe didn't spend a lot of time with us and things like that. But at least in their mind, they're like, hey, I'm giving my child the life that I did not have and I'm providing for them. Me, I didn't even I didn't even get to see my dad. I didn't even get to see my my father growing up. So let me at least give them what I could give them. I brought them to this country. So they're doing the best they can with what they have. Show grace, show grace. Because the thing is, it doesn't really matter how much information we have and emotional intelligence. I do think we'll be better parents, but we're not going to be perfect. All that information is not going to make us perfect parents because we're still flawed human beings. Show your parents grace. Number 21, and we know this, do not compare yourself to the people that you see online on social media. A lot of it is really a facade. For example, there are people out here selling you bodybuilding, body training programs that they paid for. They paid for their body to look this way. They've been surgically enhanced. There are financial gurus who are selling you this uh, make money quick, this get rich quick scheme. And it's not even that they're financially making money like that, but they're depending on you to buy their class so that they can make that money. It's all a front. They'll rent cars and private jets and all this and I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that genuinely have that kind of money. They, they, there are, but man, it's all a facade. Honestly, most of it is a facade. And so you all are out here stressing yourself out, trying to wonder ah, why this girl did this exercise and it snatched her waist. Yeah, well, Dr. Miami was the exercise. Don't be afraid to unfollow if you feel like, okay, this is really affecting me negatively. I have a whole video on here that I'm going to link about how some people let social media oppress them and turn them into scammers. So be sure to check that out. But yes, do not compare yourself to the people that you see online. You don't know who's really living that life and who is renting that life or who's living that life on credit. This one is on a lighter note, but get yourself a signature scent. There's nothing wrong with having, let's say, one or two. Now, you don't have to be a perfume connoisseur. One or two scents will do. But let me tell you, this advice does not work if you don't buff. Don't come and be uh, uh, out here smelling like a, a, a river rat. Then you feel like putting Tom Ford is going to uh, cancel everything. You still have to buff. Wash your armpits. Wash things very well. You know, wash, wash the important parts. Uh-huh. Then you put on your cream and you, you do all that. Don't be out here smelling like a, a, a piranha. And then you'll be having a product perfume on top. That's disrespectful. Learn to take social media breaks and take them as often as you need to. When I tell you I am one for a good break. Matter of fact, really the month of July, I've just been off the grid and actually I like it, especially as a content creator. You'd be surprised at how many people feel like they need to be online all the time every day. There is this fear of missing out. And I, I don't subscribe to that. I like engaging. I like the videos, but sometimes it can be overwhelming and sometimes we can go to social media, you know, for this um, as a way of like escapism. Maybe we have like a project we need to do or something important that we need to do, but it's easier to just scroll. And sometimes you find yourself just doom scrolling. And it's like, ah, there's no purpose in this. I'm just scrolling because I'm avoiding responsibilities. And so, no, it's good to take a break. It's good to go outside and touch grass. I'll usually do, I think I do one at least every month or what I've really been doing now is kind of like intermittent fasting, but with like my phone. And so from 12 to eight is when I respond to texts and get online and things like that. And I've actually been really liking it. So take breaks. It's good for your mind. Grab a book, uh, go outside, meet new people. 
And you're really not missing out on much. I promise you. I think that is what keeps people from staying away from social media. And sometimes I just feel like it's information overload. Like we're not meant to be processing all this information at once. Definitely not when you wake up. And it definitely should not be the the last thing you, you put in your mind right before you go to sleep. So please take breaks. If you have to wonder whether or not that man likes you. He don't like you, girl. It's it's fine. Like it's fine. He doesn't like you like that. He may think you're cute and stuff, but he doesn't like you like that. It's okay. I think men are simple and we overcomplicate things. I have encountered uh intentional men and just to the point where I'm like, oh no, this person likes me. Like it's not even it's clear as day. Intentional. I'm talking drive hours to come and see me. And I'm like, whoa, you know, uh, not even on no creepy stuff, but just like just showing intentionality, right? Pursuing. But I've encountered not too many, but it's just like you encounter a few and they're just like, oh, you know, they're playing games. I said, I beg, I beg, I beg. It's not me. You come and use it as a placeholder. Please, I respect myself. I just cut it off. Men are simple. If they like you, you will know. If you have to question it, they don't like you like that. Let whoever think whatever. Everybody will not like you. Everybody is not for you. Everybody will not see your value. It's not by force. You can be the nicest person. You can be Mother Teresa just walking around the earth and somebody will find a reason to not like you. Whether you've said something to offend them knowingly or unknowingly, whether you 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 looked at them wrong in middle school back in the day, uh, whether you just you think differently than they do. Um, some people just may be like, I don't like your face. Or a lot of the times people just don't like you for no reason is usually because they are struggling with something within them. Maybe you remind them of where they could be and maybe you have something that they want or, you know, there's there's envy there. It doesn't matter. Let whoever think whatever. If they don't know me personally, they've never spent time with me. We never we've never had like a heart to heart. Why do I care? I don't know these people. They're not paying my rent. They're not doing anything that's adding value to my life. But I do think that you should care about what the right people think and what the who the right people are, are those who actually know you. They've spent time with you. They genuinely love you. They have your best interest at heart. You should care what they think. So I'm not out here saying, oh, don't care what anybody thinks. No, you should care what the right people think. These are people that have your back. Yeah, but the rest of them, they kick rocks. If there is something you don't like about yourself, change it. And by that, please, you know, don't get my message misconstrued. I'm not saying go out and just be cutting, cutting yourself up like a suya and shawama. No, but I'm saying if you feel like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a bit of weight. I'm not liking this. Go to the gym. Or if you feel like, oh, man, my skin is giving me issues. They're dermatologists and things like that. Work. Don't be afraid to work on yourself. Again, I'm not saying go and turn yourself into someone completely different. However, if you feel like there's a change and it's something that's really bothering you, change it. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm totally for it. There's nothing wrong with, you know, enhancing yourself, but still remaining true to who you are. So 27, waking up early can solve a good chunk of your problems. I promise you. I get so much done when I wake up, let's say like 6 a.m. And normally I pair this up with not being on my phone till about 12 p.m. And it helps tremendously. The world is just quieter. There are less distractions and I'm able to get a whole lot done. 28, you are not meant to do this life alone. So stop saying, oh, I don't need no friends. I don't need nobody. It's me, myself, and I know we are not meant to do this life alone. I'm not saying romantic relationship because everyone's not going to have that. But friendship, 
And you don't really need a lot of friends, just maybe one or two trusted people. We are not built to just be in isolation. We need community. So find you two, one or two people that just value you and you just rock with them and do life with them. Number 29, learn to accept the apology that you've never received. And I know this is a hard one for some people because a lot of times we feel we feel like it's all right or we're entitled to that apology. And we, we may be, you know, but you're going to just <clears throat> you're going to stress yourself out waiting for this person to come around and apologize. And you're holding on to all this unforgiveness for what? And I was talking to a, a friend recently and she was telling me how she, you know, she kind of struggled with unforgiveness and she had anger towards a certain person. It'd been like over eight years. And so I was telling her, you know, now that you see that this person is coming to this event that you'll be at, don't let that get to you because if a person can walk into a room and change your mood, they have power over you. And if that person is really petty and really evil and they know that they can use that to manipulate you. So imagine that you're at a party, you're having fun. And that person's like, Oh, bet she's about to be here and she's holding on to this unforgiveness. And you know, I'm petty. So I'm going to go here. I'm going to get in her space. I'm going to get next to her friends and I'm going to ruin her moment. And so sometimes forgiveness when the Bible talks about it is really more for you learn to accept that apology and move on with your life. I'm number 30. The last one. If there's something that God has put on your heart to do, right? Uh, whether he showed you a vision or this thing is not going anywhere, it's been on your heart for a long time and you choose not to do it, then you have to be okay with living with that regret. So it's either you do something about it or you live with the regret. As I'm speaking on this, I'm speaking to myself as well. The reason you're probably not working at this thing the way that you should be is probably because there is a fear of failure and also a fear of success. We don't talk about that. And so just know that either you do something about it or you live with the regret. Hopefully you do something about it. And I have a bonus. My bonus one is there are 24 hours in a day. Use 29 of those hours to fear men. No, just totally kidding. No, I'm kidding. But thank you all for tuning in. I hope it has blessed you. And if I mentioned something that you loved, please leave that in the comment below. Or if you have some advice for me that has helped you throughout the years, I would love to hear about that. So please comment below if you're on YouTube. And thank you for listening. All right. I'll see you next time. Thank you.